hello guys how are you so um have you ever sat down and thought like who is that one person you'd literally die for and by dying for i don't mean metaphorically or hypothetically i mean literally like you die for this person so um for me this person would uh, be my mom technically speaking my mom is such a darling to me and to us like the siblings um this is the third time i'm noticing i'm talking about my mom in my episode the third episode and it's because she's really significant in our lives especially ever since uh for us we lost our dad when when we i was quite young 20 years ago we actually celebrated his anniversary 20 years anniversary last week on the 23rd of february so um today i wish to talk about those stuff i i really do admire about my mother and um, i always look forward to having a baby of my own preferably a daughter because i really want to like um nurture that girl in the way that i was nurtured by my mom and even better because you know um i've gone through so much experience i've witnessed the whole transitioning from a millennial i've seen the um, gen z come up the gen z generation and then right now we are in the alpha generation so you, you see i've gone through three generations in my lifetime and for real for sure i've unlearned so much in life i've noticed we unlearn so much more than okay we learn we we learn we relearn and then also we unlearn the kind of stuff that i've unlearned is quite much and i really appreciate it because every day every day it's a constant day for learning and i really appreciate that i appreciate that so um being a philomath i like I like um, learning about new stuff. Yeah, it's really quite interesting and it keeps me intrigued even on my sad days. Like um, the fact that life is dynamic, there's something to look forward to. That's really exciting to me, you understand? Yeah, anyway, so I'll try to dig right in. So as I said before, um, I started being, as we as siblings, we started being so tighter to my mom and I'll explain quickly why. So when we lost our dad in 2002, 20 years ago, um, my, my mom, it really affected my mom and even us. It was quite a, it was a curveball for all of us and um, that was a turning point in our lives because death does not like warn you, it just happens. And I remember, when when i lost my dad i didn't see it coming but i remember he was really quite sick that time he had meningitis and uh, my aunties were at home you know my my sister's moms are really close to us my aunties and uh, that time i was at home it was on a weekend i guess yeah because i was not in school and and uh, my mom was at the hospital no, my mom, yeah, my mom was, was she at the hospital? I think she had come home because you have to go check on, on, on a patient on a daily basis. So my dad was, 
admitted at Aga Khan Hospital. And that is why till today, guys, I don't like Aga Khan Hospital. As in, I have that PTSD. It gives me bad memories. Like, every time I, I, I just come across Aga Khan, I feel it rem reminisces me uh, back to losing my dad. So, yeah, so I remember this day, I was just at home. My, my, my aunties were around, my cousins. So, and then it was in the morning. I remember it was around 6 a.m. I was nine years old, by the way, but I was really so aware of what was happening around me. And uh, I had this wail, like, and then I came out from our main house and my mom was there wailing. And, and uh, that's when the news was broken to us. An uncle of mine had just come from the hospital and he broke the news and it was a terrible experience. But good thing is that uh, we had support so much from, as in emotional support, spiritual support from our aunties, from our relatives. They were really close to us. And I remember I never cried. I never cried all through the morning period. Um, and uh, this affected me because um, it's good to let out. But for me, I, I think I was still processing the whole thing. And uh, I remember when now, you know the way, as in you go check up on the body. I never went because my mom just never wanted us to go. The, the, like the us, like me, my younger twin sisters, and my younger bro, we never went. My, but my older brothers and sister, they went. So uh, I remember when the body was brought home now for burial, I went and stood by my dad's coffin, and uh, I was just staring. I was just staring and. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. My dad looked so like I thought he would come back alive. I don't know. It was so confusing. And I never shed a, a tear. But uh, so my auntie noticed me and she came over and she was like, are you really okay? And I was like, I never said a word. And then she, she took me away from that place. and. Uh, so when my dad was married, the worst point was the worst point was when I saw him being I saw the casket being like taken down to the to the to the grave, you know, and the and the sand was being thrown in the soil. And that was like technically like uh, the worst bit of it, like that was the worst bit of the experience, like seeing the coffin going down. You understand? Yeah. So um, anyway, it wasn't uh, to be sad about it. It's just that I got triggered a bit. So let me uh, go straight to the points that I wanted to talk about my mom. So after, after that experience, it was a bit warm because my aunties were there, my cousins were there. So there was so much love, so much support, so much songs, so much prayers. My mom is very prayerful. 
her acquirements came kept coming her friends my dad's fr- my dad had really many friends from work he used to work for telecom kenya you know the telecommunication company before it transformed to i think if it was that that telecom transformed into celtel and now airtel i think I'll, i think so yeah so his friends were really many and then after that we we had issues with i don't know what with what with african people having like you always have issues with uh, relatives from the paternal side like my, my my maternal side relatives are so close to us but we had wrangles with the paternal side why because um they wanted to take dad's property you know our land but thank god my dad had a will and through that uh we were able to like get our property and then we moved from where we used to stay to nakuru we relocated to nakuru town and mom built a house yeah so we it's like life just my dad's dead death it really transformed everything everything in our lives because we had to relocate i had to find new friends i lost my friends my amazing friends kalesta and jacqueline from primary school and um so my mom lost a lot of weight guys and that i remember we sat down as siblings and we agreed that we will be there for her in whatever way like our dad's death brought us closer to mom as in we we whatever she wanted from us we listened to her like we gave her support moral support as in the way before maybe we were stubborn we kind of tried to treat her what will i say we 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 tried to be very nice kids to her so that she gets the peace of mind she needed to recover and it took years for to see my mom finally get her weight back she never used to eat <laughs> as in she she seldom ate she didn't have appetite it was so terrible to watch and um uh, i thank god that now my mom is back on track yeah anyway so it took years for my mom to really get her shit together and uh the fact that now our last born is actually working he graduated from UN our last born we are seven of us so you can imagine guys losing a partner losing your husband unexpectedly my mom wasn't working at that time remember she was a housewife so what helped her was dad's pension and uh that really came through for her because she was able to build a house and take my bro to to university like we had to transition from private school to public school and i thank god back then i had that i was really young i was 9 years old but i think i had understanding when when my mom spoke about us transferring to public school so that we can be able to save on finances i understood i didn't try to argue with her i was like okay mom like i was trying to support her in a little way in the little most ways i could i could so that's how kind of like uh, we were able to transition yeah so guys i i want to talk about uh how my relationship with my mom formed morphed sorry because before my mom was really strict before my dad's death 
and uh, after her recovery she is really she was really a strict mother but our relationship transformed in ways i could never have believed so that after um, after she recovered i think she recovered after uh, let me say five years because she she when we moved to nakuru she joined uh, we were able to uh, join the saint peter's parish church and uh, my mom going to church, joining the choir, like joining the women's guild, joining the chama, joining the Nyumbakume initiative, like those activities, they make her really busy. They keep her engaged and doing her farming. My mom is so really into farming. She has a garden at home and she loves uh, doing large scale farming for business. She's uh, a farmer who is into business, like she invests in uh, maize farming, beans farming, and then she sells the produce. And also this uh, garden, um, green Kenyeji, um, Kenyeji bogas. She plants them and then she sells them to her friends. So that was how by the way we were able to survive, apart from the pension. So um, after about five years, she started getting into shape. And the, whole, she, the the friends, they were really encouraging her. We were also giving her the support she needed. Yeah, so guys, I'll, I'll dive. Uh, sorry, I took too long on the intro. It's because I got a bit triggered. Anyway, so I'll dive right into what I really like about my mom. The attributes that I would want to transfer to my baby. And also maybe the things that I would want to kind of like uh, tweak a little so that... I'm able to raise my baby in a way that, from experience, I find um, ideal, you understand? So point number one, um, my mom is really a darling, like she's supportive. She, not one day do I remember guys when my mom told me that something is not able to be done and uh, she's always uh, encouraging, she always used affirmations on us like you can't give up, you can do it, yes you're, you're smart, you're a go-getter, I believe in you. Yeah, she uses such words and not just like it's because she believes in them, like she has this discernment that she, her babies can actually do this and she understands her babies like we all have weaknesses you understand she she understands all our weaknesses so there's one this one point guys i remember in 2018 was it no 2019 2019 around september i got diagnosed with uh, a, a, a condition and uh, i was so fucking scared because uh, i went I had a reaction on my on my shoulder on my what is it my chest area so I thought it's a light thing I was applying just cream and then I went to the doctor uh, a specialist in skin so she was like <coughs> she broke the news to me that I had a condition and this condition has no cure but it's manageable and I remember I was so triggered in that room I cried like I cried a river because I was like how can this happen to me I'm, I'm so young how can I uh, be having such a condition in such a young age. I don't even have a family. I don't have a baby of my own. It really triggered me and I cried so much. And I remember when I went home, I was staying on my own in Nairobi. When I went home, I called my mom and she was like, she was just quiet all through. And then she told me, just come home. Let's talk. 
that issue is not too big just come home let's talk so i traveled from nairobi to nakuru to meet her and she prayed for me and uh, i i the, i really thank uh, salome salome was my my go to uh, physician like she was the one handling my medicine the creams i applied the tablets i took so she she was really handful she was encouraging me she was supportive so the the creams that i took i think she changed my mind because mostly it's all about the mind what we think is really strong guys so i took the medicine i applied the cream and imagine i got healed miraculously i got healed i won't say the name of that condition but i will say that i got healed and i thank god for that because that thing really scared the hell out of me yeah so that that was one time i really appreciated my mom because let me tell you guys she she was really there for me and then another time i remember 20 2018 2018 i had an eye operation and uh so I had an eye operation on both my eyes and I when I was going to theater I I just told my mom you don't need to come all through to Nairobi because I can manage it that time I had a boyfriend who was really supportive so I I was telling her you don't really need to come over but imagine my mom who is my mom stubborn as she is she took the she came all the way to Nairobi and uh, she was there to administer the medicine for me because I was really weak at that time I was really feeling pain after the operation you, you feel so much excruciating pain so she was there for me making sure i eat well understanding because i was really so fucking i was bedridden i couldn't do anything and she was there for me and uh, and she wasn't complaining you know and she was like are you really okay before she went back she was like are you really okay because i'd taken leave from work so she was so fucking so fucking supportive and for that reason guys i normally say this not to joke but literally like i can die for my mother because i normally say let's assume we are in a plane okay and then there are only two parachutes and uh, sorry there is only one parachute and there are two of us me and my mom imagine i'd give up the parachute for her like i'd let her fall using the parachute and i'd rather die for my mother that one i can because she's been so much there for me and not just financially guys emotionally spiritually mentally uh physically she's been there for me not just for me but for my siblings too and even for my mom has a kind heart a kind spirit not just to me even to strangers my mom we can be walking in the street and we see this old woman maybe struggling she will help her there is this time at the hospital when i was going to theater there's this man you know lions high eyesight uh, hospital like this man couldn't see she helped her walk through the 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 reception area like my mom is that kind it's not only to us but to everyone yeah that's so that's one point and then aha so there's this other story this one is a bit <laughs> crazy okay so there's this time ha 
so I have an uncle guys my my mom's brother he's the only uncle remaining because all my other uncles they they died yeah so he's like the father figure in our maternal fraternity like he's he's the one whenever a major decision needs to be made whenever there's a family get together whenever there is a barrier whenever there is a celebration a wedding he's the one mostly consulted for logistics like he's the father figure because you see me i don't have a dad yeah so he's the father figure so he's technically like my second dad higher so So in 2019, a eh, I was a party girl. I was a party animal. Nowadays I don't even party. 2019 I was a party girl. Pro Max Premium. So there's this time, hey. And then I didn't mind that going out on my own. Westlands knew the best part of me. I used to club like nonsense. Hey, that time I had money. I was working. I had so much money and uh, anyway, so Uh, this time i had this indian friend indian is bo- a boy uh, but not my boyfriend he was just a friend from work so one time we went out westland um, so you guys know bro bistro right uh, that was my that is my still is my favorite uh, club in nairobi after that there's blue diamond and then there is 40 40 so those clubs uh i really frequented those clubs like nonsense yeah so so this time um uh, out and then around to i went with this friend of mine i won't mention his name so we went out and uh around 2 a.m i was feeling hungry i had munchies i just taken some weed some some alcohol and the, you know the way one can get munchies around that time so I was like I feel like eating and he was like let's go grab some pizza at a nearby like uh, pizza joint. So we left the club Brubistro and he was driving. So while hey, let me tell you how Saturn works guys. <laughs> so while we are just leaving the club to go to his car, hey, guess who I'm meeting at 2 a.m. and thank God that day I was wearing like decently. I had a, a, a dress that was just fitting on my knees and um yeah as in i could say it quote and quote was decent because there are days i used to wear booty shorts you know like if my uncle had found me on such incident i'm telling you it could be another story for another day so i bump into my uncle like bah! my so my friend's car is just right near there So there's no way I can like bring an excuse you in the so he's like and then me I didn't see him first he's the one who noticed me first he then he's like hi lily how are you oh my god Oshaitamani, the ground to open for you to enter i was feeling like that so um i'm like trying to signal my friend telling him to act accordingly but remember we are so drunk he god So I'm like I'm good. This is my work colleague. You know we had a work event. Now we are going home. Now how do I explain the fact that where are my other work colleagues? Where am I alone with this man? It's 2 a.m. We are drunk. Oh god. So anyway, I got into the car. 
and I, I told my uncle bye and we left with my friend. But in my mind, I just knew hapa kimeumana. It's not funny, guys, because my uncle is really traditional. My uncle is good, is big on, is very traditional. You know these traditional uncles, like, if you imagine the the picture I painted is my in his mind. He thought maybe I'm I'm in, I'm a spoiled brat, because this is not the picture I have at home. When I go at, when I go home, guys, I'm this kind of chilled girl. I cook. I I don't know as it it depicted a, a very different image of me so that in his mind he was like not my daughter not my sister's daughter doing this like how could she embarrass the family like this you know he's a church goer he's a staunch Christian you can imagine oh God so anyway so fast forward I knew this thing would come up and I knew he would tell my mom so um. After that incident, we had a work function at home, my home in Nakuru, and I went there, and my uncle came, and my brothers were there, all my siblings were there. And uh, all this time, guys, my mom never mentioned anything to me. My uncle had already told him everything, reported uh, me to my mom, reported me to my siblings, my older siblings. And uh, one thing I like about my mom, guys, is that... Um, she's wise imagine all this time that my uncle had informed him about my misdoings misbehavior but then he really chomad she really chomad for me and uh, my mom uh, never asked me a thing all the days i went home she never told me come let's talk i think she she believes i'm a grown-up yeah and she wanted if anything i should be the one to tell her what transpired and one beautiful thing about my mom guys she never believes anything anybody tells him about me until she hears from me i mean that's a trait i'd want to pass to my kids like you know these people who are so good at uh, talking ill about people's babies and they go reporting them to their parents and the parents, they don't even, they've known this guy for like, these people for like three, four years. They believe them. And me, I'm your daughter. You've known me for the past 28 years or 27, 26, 25. Why you don't believe me? As in, you sh- I'm, 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 I'm the one you should be able to hear from and believe. Because if we had a good friendship, then I can be able to be honest with you. That's why, guys, it's good to cultivate the culture of being like, um, making your babies trust you enough and be their friends so that they can share with you stuff that uh, otherwise they could hide from you. Anyway, so guys, let me tell you how it went down. So after, after that, after the function was over, I, I remember it was a function about seeing my brother off. My brother was traveling to Canada, so we were. it was like a, a goodbye bash birthday for him. So after the event was over, Hey, I was Kutano. I was called in this meeting. My siblings were there, my uncle was there, my mom was there. And my uncle was the one who, who started speaking. Hey, my uncle was like, hey, you know, Lily, we've raised you well. You went to school, you went to university, you have a good job. We can't let you like now uh like um we can't let harm 
you harm yourself while we are watching. I saw you uh, at the other day, uh, in the wee hours of the morning, you were with this man, Lillian, right now the world is yad yad. He was preaching to me, guys. He was preaching me, to me like I'm a kid. And uh, honestly, I didn't like it. I don't like the way he addresses his nieces or nephews. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, I know it. It's like he knows it all, you understand? And he was like, you know that area that is where uh, some some student was raped, that is where, I don't know, some other person was killed. I'm like, what the fuck is this? In my head, that is, of course. <laughs> and let me tell you guys the exciting bit. So when my mom finally was speaking, she was speaking highly of me. She was like, I know Lily, you are a nice person. I've brought you up. I've seen you uh, in your diligent uh, Days, I know you are mature. I know that um, whatever you do, you put your mind on it. So she gave me a chance to like explain myself, and I was like, uh, you know, honestly, that is my friend. We were, we were, we went out, and now he was dropping me home. Yes, I was a bit tipsy, but guys, I'm 20. I won't say my age exactly, but I'm a grown-up. Come on. I'm, my mom actually wants me to get married, as in. So I think she took the matter so lightly, so that my uncle was left like, eh. Hey. Why is she not, like, disparaging her? Why is she not uh, scold, scolding her? You understand? So that is one event that I really like about my mom. She takes me as a grown-up and she does not pester me about, um, uh, about trivial stuff because she knows I'm a grown-up. And also, she knows that um, I'm almost getting married. She wants me to get married. So, uh, I mean, of course, for me to get married, how do I get this man? Of course, I have to go out. I have to have male friends. So, it, it didn't take it like a big deal. You understand? Actually, after that, is when now we spoke with mom. I was like, mom, I really, I really do appreciate how you stood for me. And uh, let me, and my mom was like, Lillian, you're a big girl. And uh, I know I trust you because I've never embarrassed my mom at in major ways. I've never, I've never in school, in my school days, there's no one day my mom came to school because of an offense I did. Never, 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 ever. So I think she had that trust in me. And she, and because of that, guys, I really respect my mom. As in, I'd never do anything to embarrass her. Like, I try and respect her. I try to do the right thing. Yeah, okay? Yeah, so she was like, Kuni, how did your uncle expect you even? How does he expect you to get married? Kuni, him, how did he meet his wife? You understand? She was really like, we even laughed about it. Yeah. So that's one thing I, I like about her, and I really want to transfer that to my kid. I'm not saying it's not, it's good not to scold your kids, not to teach them. It's really uh, very important. But what I'm saying is that do not let your babies be disparaged, be patronized, be looked like be criticized out there, and also join those people criticizing your babies. No, be the be the person that stands up for your baby so that she knows she can trust you. Because let me tell you guys, my mom has turned out to be my best friend, and I can share with her everything. In fact, she's the one who tells me, tell me who your boyfriend is, tell me about yourself. 
what is it you really want she tells she even gives me advice on marriage yada yada and i'm sure i'm sure guys when when i get married we'll be talking about even the bedroom scenes my mom is that open to me she's very willing to teach me she teaches me so much and my mom is so wise guys you see there's my mom is 61 she turned 61 this year and uh, she's so fucking wise there's this wisdom that comes with age automatically Yeah so she's fucking wise and I really will borrow into her ideas especially when I get married when I get a family of my own So I'll try rush cuz I'm noticing I'm I'm taking so much time Point number 3 my let me tell you guys about piercings body tattoos hairstyles you know the way some parents are really strict on their babies ati you can't do this in my house you cannot do a tattoo in my house you cannot do piercings in my house you cannot do your diaders my mom is not like that guys me i have two tats in my body i have piercing i even have a mouth piercing i have um, i said body tats piercings and um, and hairstyle i can do the I, like she lets us have the, that autonomy of just doing what we want to do like she does not uh manners around mansplain what we do she just take like when i had a tat i remember my first tat was on my arm and she saw it and she was like eh i've not seen this when did you put it and i had expected actually her to be a bit uh like critical and a bit um annoyed why did you do this but she did not do that like she lets us be because she knows we are grown ups and then so there's one time i i asked her by the mom i had this piercing on my mouth and you never say that what why and she was like now what can i do i know technology has changed you people are digital people now what do i do i have to go with times yeah she told me that and i was really proud of that and uh, when i have kids of my own yes i will advise them but i will let them be whoever they want to be you understand like let us discuss issues around maybe education business that's what we can i can sit them down and tell them no this is the way you're supposed to do this this academic your academics should be on point but it's not about their choices they make choices about what styles they want to do on their head about their fashion senses about uh, doing piercings tattoos no that one is not up to you as the parent to control someone i even know my let me tell you my uncle you remember that uncle i told you about earlier let me tell you, her, her daughters they they can never dare they can never dare like wear trousers in the house they can never dare do piercings do tats she is that strict and for me that's kind of detrimental because uh you see now like my cousin my my cousin now the daughter to this uncle imagine she when she goes out she's now in campus she does all the things the dad uh, like prohibits her from doing why because now she feels she has the freedom and that is really not not cool because now you are limiting you are making your baby to to like be antagonistic against you like she she's like kind of rebelling you because of how strict you are to them it's not cool guys it's not cool so on to the next point yeah yeah my mom never let me tell you my mom if if you approach my mom today and tell her you know lily i saw her with um, some men i saw lily drinking i saw lily wearing a very uh, short dress i saw lily clubbing my mom will tell you eh okay 
and it's like that is it's not like Etty Hill encourage gossip my mom doesn't encourage gossip against her kids and um, she does not believe what people tell her about about her kids like she will come to you and ask you like uh, by the way mama nani told me this yada about you and then i will clarify it to her and then she will be like okay okay that's good okay that's that's the way it was okay but at believing what people say she never does that for a minute yeah and i like that about her like i can trust her with that like hey that's a really beautiful thing you know you know the way i wish i had you know having a friend who can never b- believe bullshit about you like what you tell the, the person is what they take not what other people take so that's my mom for you and then another thing uh, my mom hey another point my mom is an education champion like hey so my studies when i was in class seven hey my mom was so fucking started being so fucking strict on my academics I'm, I, I'm, I, you notice I'm only talking about me and about, not about my siblings because I want to, because if I speak about all my siblings, we are seven of us, it will take so much time. So for me, my mom was so strict on my academics and for that reason, I really thank her because I was able to perform. Hey guys, I had to perform, I had to go to nice schools, I had to get good grades, I had to go to university, I had to, I really thank my mom because of that. I really thank her for pushing me. Hey, my mom is the kind of woman, is the kind of mother. If you become number two, she will ask you, hey, so this number one, what what is what what is special about them that you cannot beat them? I remember I used to compete with this boy in primary school called Dennis in mathematics. I could never beat Dennis in mathematics. He used to become number one always, and then I become number two always. Like it's always constantly k was constant in that but one time i beat him in maths only one time guys but i was really so proud of that because eh, one time i was able to beat dennis and my mom was so fucking proud of me she, she was like yes you see you can do it you can beat dennis you can beat him like it was us it was beautiful to see like the way your mom can gas you up like you can do this like she is not mediocre with education so yes as much as she's easy on us on the on the choices we have she's not easy on us on education wise on education matters she's really strict she wants us to perform she wants us to to aim for the sky to get distinctions and that really worked because you see now all of us graduated from campus all of us like kind of we are kind of doing our own uh, east out here so it's it 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 gave fruits the results can are evident and now she's in a good place by the way because now we able we are able to support her yeah and she's now okay health wise spiritually mentally physically she's okay yeah so uh next point um my mom is so kind guys my mom is has a kind beautiful heart like i can't emphasize that enough and then she's very fucking generous like my mom if <laughs> if i go home with my friends whatever however how my friend looks whether she has locks whether she has uh, i don't know piercing starts you know the way some parents are like i i don't want to see you with that girl again hey, what kind of picture is that you're portraying that's peer pressure my mom will welcome my friends anytime any day and she will cook for you guys she wants she you will eat whether you like it or not yeah 
she's so generous and i remember this story it's kind of it's kind of just a normal trivia story but it, it really made me see how generous my mom is so there's this time guys so my mom travels a lot they are in a choir battalion in our church uh, so she travels a lot uh, into to various parts of the country for competitions for the for like uh, showing up in events to sing so th- so there's this time uh, my sister likes baking yeah these queen cakes yeah banana cakes so there's this time she baked my mom was traveling to homa bay so my sister baked for her i think around four cakes yeah and when they went for this competition like you know the way for for them to they also record songs they have an album so for, during the recording time they can take long hours without eating so my mom had these four cakes and can you guess it guys if 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 it was a selfish person she could have gone maybe somewhere else and make sure she eats and she's full and callous but imagine my mom removed these four cakes queen cakes she had and she shared among the 30 people in her choir four queen cakes everyone had a, a bite of it i mean she's just just so fucking generous like she cannot have something and tell you it i don't have she cannot have something and deny you as in especially food like you know i've had experiences whereby i go to some like growing up i've seen cases whereby um people just you know maybe a relatives comes to stay with you and uh, the mother figure of that house maybe portions food for that relative or they deny or they hide food from them my mom is not like that by the way no especially not when it comes to food she'll tell you eat are you full add food you understand like she's that generous and um yeah that's really something quite positive about her that i really like yeah so another thing guys my mom is a church goer my mom is a staunch christian and you might fail to believe this my mom prays like forever my mom in the morning 6 a.m she goes to church to pray with her fellow whatever church battalion members and then six after 6 a.m 3 p.m every day she has her personal prayers in her room like even us we can't call mom at 3 p.m because we know it's her time for prayer so she just goes to her room closes herself up and prays and then in the evening in the evening they, they normally have events uh, like maybe they have a chama or they have they need to go to do practice or they they have uh, a family they need to visit or they have you know this charity works so she's normally very busy so she has to go it's a church related event so every evening my mom is never at home from let's say 5 p.m to 7 p.m my mom is so fucking engaged with church things and then 3 a.m my mom and my auntie they they have they set an alarm every 3 a.m they have to pray together the rosary like i don't know i'm a, so my mom is catholic so if you're catholic you know how to pray the rosary so every 3 a.m she prays the rosary and every sunday she goes to church she's the is this the, the chair lady she's the chair lady of the you need to the chama that she's in she's the chair lady so she's really invested in such church things 
Yeah, so that's one thing I like about her. And I want to, when I bring up my my babies, at least I'll be able to introduce them to God, you know, teach them morals, teach them how to live with people, teach them how to be kind, all those virtues that my mom instilled in us. And then another thing, um, um, my, I think I, I mentioned these bits. My mom understands us with all our weaknesses. Like she knows me, I like sleeping. Me by the I like the bedroom so much. When I'm at home, we always have an issue. My mom is like, what are you doing in the bedroom? Every time you're in the bedroom. But she understands me. She knows I just, I'm, I'm introverted. I don't like sitting in the sitting room. Even in my house, I'm always in the bedroom. So it's a weakness she has learned to to adapt, to understand, and she understands each one of us, seven of us, she knows our weaknesses, she knows our strengths, so that even when sometimes I'm so moody, she won't she won't bother me so much, she'll understand me, and then later she'll be like, now let's talk, what was happening with you, you understand? Like, she will take you slow, she'll not rush you with doing stuff you don't want to do, she'll try to understand you, that is really beautiful of her. And then gassing me up i already said that my mom always gasses me up she's like you can do this you know go for it and then uh another thing guys my mom listens to what we tell her like you know the way uh in this past generations those parents those traditional parents who, who can't listen to their kids like they are the ones, yeah, parents wound your kusema, so always you be a kid too. My mom is not like that. My mom, if you tell her, mom, by the way, I don't like the way you knock on my door so so harshly, she will listen to you. She will tell you, eh, okay, I've heard you. Like, if you tell her, mom, I don't like some dress you like wearing, she will not wear it. If you tell my mom, mom, uh, today is my visiting day at school, I, I will wish you I will wish for you to wear this particular dress with this particular shoes. My mom will wear that particular dress and that particular shoes. Like she's that adorable. Like if you tell if you tell her maybe something you don't like, she will listen to you. She will. And sometimes this is so not conventional to most parents. I know. Uh, my mom asks us for advice. Sometimes she'll come to us and tell us, what do you think about this thing? What should I do? Or she'll tell us, uh, someone uh, at the, at my, my friend said this and this, what do you think they meant? Like, she'll ask advice from us. If we tell her, if she puts some profile pic and we are not comfortable with it, we'll tell her mom, hey, that profile pic, you need to change it. And she will listen to us. She's that, I think that for you to listen to your children, that is really humble of you because it shows that you have a you have a you have humility and that is one thing my mom is uh, big on she has humility and you see the way guys we go to ushago we go maybe we have a family gathering on the up country my mom is the eldest in their family so her her, her sisters her and her brother they really respect her my mom is really respected in, in the village on her in her or with her friends in nakuru she she's really respected but let me tell you guys when you go to up country my mom will go to the kitchen and help you with cooking she'll help you with doing the dishes she will help around she's not like ah you know me because i am the eldest here because people respect me i will not do this and this she will help serve even the the people around she'll help serve around she'll help cook she'll help clean the dishes like she 
energy too much she's handful so I, I admire that about her and then another last bit um, I think I'm done guys she listen to what I don't like yeah I'm done and so I wanted to talk about my mom because my mom is so special to me and I told you why guys it's because uh, since when I lost my dad she's the only parent we have we have to really take care of her and uh, one wish I normally have and I know it's not a positive wish but I'd never I'd never imagine a situation whereby I'll have to bury my mom I normally ask God to give her long life to continue showering her with wisdom because I don't want to lose my mom. I lost my dad and it was not funny and I was really young. But right now I'm I'm so old, I'm so I'm I'm old enough or rather I'm young enough and I know what is happening around. But still I don't want to lose my I I will never wish to lose my mom. And if anything I wish my mom buries me and I don't have to bury her cuz I cannot be able to withstand that pain of losing my mom. Like she's so dear to me and uh, I can't bear it. That is one greatest fear I have. I don't want to lose my mom. That is why every day when we talk on phone, she always wants me to talk to her on phone. Every day I have to call my mother. And I do that because I don't want to stress her out. I, I want her to be okay. I try as much as possible to support her where I can. My siblings really have done a good job. We try to make her comfortable. We try to make her have peace of mind. If she wishes to have something, we try to deliver it. And, yeah, basically that's it. And guys, um, this is not only about me, but I just want to say it's good that you see these parents we have, life is really fleeting. Life moves so fucking fast. We should be there for our parents, you know. We, we can't repay our parents for what they do to us. And it's not just monetary ways. Our parents pray for us like fucking crazy. Me, I normally say my mom's prayers are the ones that keep me going because... When my mom can pray, my mom really prays and um, she gives us emotional support, mental support, spiritual, and that really means a lot to us. Like she never gives up on us, yeah. So guys, I'll wind it up here. I think this is the longest episode I've ever done and I'm so grateful guys. So I want to wish you a beautiful afternoon. Cheers. Bye-bye.